Where should I begin? Can we talk about this? Say, hey, what are you trying to say? Beyond the usual controversial talk. Blah, 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 on and on and on. Over there. No, no, no. One, two, cha-cha-cha. One, two, cha-cha-cha. Prepare yourself. Okay. For Craig. Okay. Preparing a mighty new spectacle here. Articulate. <laughs> stimulating. Yeah. Hit you right in the... Mm, there you go. You start becoming a team... This is the Craig Collins Show. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, no. On WJBC. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Now your host. He's a good man. Craig. This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. As I, uh, as my intro says, I have Mark Strauss sitting in studio to start because today is the day. And what I mean by that is today is the day that we finish our bet, at least our first bet. I was explaining to you, by the way, off the air that double or nothing can't be the same bet. So when I asked you on air last week to do double or nothing, I didn't mean that you had to give me 10 bucks if Trump got impeached by the House, which was our first bet. We have to come up with a second bet in order to do double or nothing, but I don't think either one of us uh, wants to bet on what's going to happen in the Senate uh, because I, I know whoever bets that he'll get impeached is going to lose. Uh, but Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, Craig, for inviting me. Well, I want to talk impeachment. I want to talk politics. You and I talk about this a lot off yeah, the air. Yeah, we talk off the air. Yeah, and so every so often, I'd like to do it on the air. And, and don't worry to the one caller who always calls me after I do a political segment. I will move on after this and do a lot of non-political things. But the President of the United States is very likely to, impeach, to get impeached by the House today as this uh, continues to be a, a heck of a show, by the way. Have you caught any of it? I haven't been able to listen to it. I've got okay. the closed captioning on. Well, that's good. I got I got um, uh, a GOP rep, Barry Loudermilk, and then I have Nadler right after him, Chairman Nadler. Is, uh, this, uh, is this Nadler from today, or is it from the impeachment hearings of President Clinton where he said that one party shouldn't <laughs> impeach the president, that it should be bipartisan? Sadly, it is from, it's Nadler's from today. It's not the Nadler from then. But uh, let's hear just a little bit of the things that are being said. Loudermilk's from where? Uh, Loudermilk is from, that's a great question. That's he right. is um, Georgia. Okay. Yeah, so he, he has, he's got a strong take, by the way. I don't know if you've heard his take. But he goes down the Jesus rabbit hole, uh, which is interesting. <laughs> and then Nadler comes right back at him uh, a little bit later. Before you take this historic vote today, one week before Christmas, I want you to keep this in mind. When Jesus was falsely accused of treason, Pontius Pilate gave Jesus the opportunity to face his accusers. During that sham trial, Pontius Pilate afforded more rights to Jesus than the Democrats have afforded this president in this process. I yield back. The president was given the opportunity to come and testify before the Judiciary Committee, to send his counsel, to question witnesses. He declined to do so. Before... What do you think of the Loudermilk Jesus compare? Right in time for the holiday season, by the way, Mark, uh, to go down the road of saying that that President Trump is getting less, um, uh, getting worse treatment than Jesus did by Punches Pilate. He's talking to the evangelicals. He is. Yeah, he's talking to some voters. I because think. there are a lot of evangelicals who didn't support Trump in 2016 because of his character. Sure. And I, I think they're trying to pick some of them up now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, OK. So that, that's the first thing. And, and probably but I the, might be overanalyzing. It. Who knows? This is all the point of this whole conversation is overanalyzed. Because I this, mean, all of this stuff is theatrics. OK. And everybody's trying to outdo each other. That's what I'm so curious about. Now that we kind of can see what's going to happen today and also project what's going to happen. I can see nothing. Oh, I, okay, I can see. I can see. <laughs> 
But uh, and, and also, it project- might look like it's twenty-eight to three at <laughs> halftime, Craig. But hey, man, Drew Brees isn't playing for the other side. Tom Brady still gets the ball in the second half. Tom Brady's bad now. He's actually officially he, not elite. He, he's not bad. I, he's. Do you know where he's? I don't want to. No, let's not dovetail. You I did would, that to yourself. I would hate on the Brady if I could. Um, but I think that this has all just become not that politics isn't usually theater, but this is now the most theatrical of all the theater because we know what's going to happen in the Senate. We know what's going to happen today. And my biggest question to you and the biggest one I'm wondering. Well, we know what the result's going to be in the Senate. We don't know what's going to happen in the Senate. We don't okay. know if we're going to get a full-blown trial where Trump is allowed to put his accusers on trial. People sure. like Adam Schiff and Nadler and Pelosi and, uh, you know, all of these people who did the backroom basement inquiry stuff. Uh, or if Mitch McConnell's going to take it and say, we dismiss this, it's done. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. We know what the result's going to be. Yes, okay, that's, is, that's, that's He fair. will not be removed from office. And I, I am curious how much of an impact the next round will have on the voter. Um, but, but my biggest question today and my question to you is, with the way Trump is already on the offensive, the letter he sent to Pelosi, if you've seen it, uh, and anything else, I wonder if all of this will wind up being good for him and his election potential for this upcoming election. Because in all honesty, I think the fact that it'll go the way that it's very likely to go, impeached in the House, protected in the Senate, I think it only aids the narrative that he is a, a swamp drainer and the swamp hates him. So I'm just curious if, if your analysis is close to mine in the fact that no matter what side of the aisle you're on, because I don't want to say one side is right and one side is wrong. That's not what we do here on JBC. I just want to, I, 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 we don't. I'm just curious if you think all in all the people who do support this president might be empowered by the idea that he was attacked like this. Well, they're revving him up, that's for sure. Yeah. No, he, he I can't wait to see the next rally. There'll be some interesting well, rallies tonight. coming up. You know, yeah. that's going to be a spectacle tonight because uh, Trump has brilliantly scheduled his rally in Battle Creek, Michigan tonight. <laughs> and by the way, he'll have more people at that rally than any of the Democratic candidates for president wow. will have collectively been able to gather for any of their campaign stops. Mm. Uh, we're going to have this strange, surreal scene tonight where you're going to be able to turn on your TV and see a split screen of Congress either still debating or actually voting to impeach him while he gives his Merry Christmas rally <laughs> on the other side of the screen discussing what's happening on the other half of the screen. All right. You know what? I, I want to ask you a different question now. Um, are you going to miss Trump when he's, whenever it is that he's out of politics? Because right now it feels politics has sort of always been a certain thing. But right now it feels like it's it's revved up the way Celebrity Apprentice got revved up. No, when he this was... is this. I think this is what the founders intended. This is citizen. This is a citizen who's become a, 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 a he's run for office sure. and won that office. Yeah. And I think that's the way the founders envisioned it. That, you sure. know, Congress didn't meet 11 or 12 months a year back then. I think they were in session for what, a quarter of the year, not even a third of the year. Yeah. They would travel back to their districts. They were farmers. They were business owners. They'd go to Washington. They'd do what they would do there. They'd come back. They were among. They were. They were one of the people in their community. Right. Uh, the politicians today. They live in Washington, and when they retire, they stay in Washington mm -hmm. for the most part. Not all of them, but for the most part. And uh, I think Trump is more like the people who took positions in government at the beginning of our history. 
than, than anyone today. Than now, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's just an interesting spectacle to, to behold, to watch. Uh, I think I still am amazed, and nobody ever talks about this, and I am completely blown away by the fact that nobody ever talks about the fact that somebody who has never held office or was never a politician, mm-hmm. he supported plenty of them, but he, he never was a politician, he didn't run for dog catcher or mayor or, you know, governor. He ran for president and won. <laughs> and to me, that's the second biggest political story in the history of the country. Sure. That someone uh, like the, that could be elected. The biggest one is George Washington. Sure. Okay. That's, that's in, a great in take, In this day and age, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, if you go back five years, four yeah. years, and say somebody's going to be the president who is not in politics, and has never been in politics, and won't be in politics before they move into the White House, right. you'd say, you need your head examined. I would tell you that you have the hottest take of the day, but Loudermilk compared all this to Punch's Pilot and Jesus Christ. So we're really not going to beat that take. Uh, i got to take a break on the Craig Collins Show. I'm deviating away from politics. Thank you, Mark, for hanging out a little longer to chat about it with me. Because today, whether you like it or not, history is, is made today. I don't know if it's fair history, but it is history that another president will wind up getting impeached by the House and history will continue to be made for the next few days. This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJVC. That is Mark Strauss's favorite Christmas song this holiday season. That is President Trump singing All I Want for Christmas is You. And I, I air quote singing because he didn't do this voluntarily. Someone cut up all of these speeches and interviews and everything else that he's done over the last, I don't know, however many years it's been. Uh, it just looks like all the time he's been president, so not that long. Uh, and they built a song, which is impressive. To us audio people, us radio people, when we see it uh, play out. But that's Mark's favorite Christmas song. I'm playing Christmas songs all holiday season long here on WJBC on the Craig Collins Show. You just have to call me, 829-2345, or reach out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Craig Collins Show, uh, and let me know what song you'd like to hear, and I will play it. And then you're entered in for a chance to win tickets to this State Farm Holiday Classic that's taking place here um, in, in town. It's a... Four-day-long uh, high school basketball tournament, a whole bunch of teams, state champs, all, kind of st- all kinds of teams are involved in it. Uh, it takes place starting on the 26th, and you win tickets to the whole tourney. So uh, I'll give away a pair of tickets each day. I've already given away a couple. But if you call in to give me a Christmas song, I'll enter you into a, a chance to win. I'll keep you in all week long. So if you called me yesterday or you called me on Monday, you still have a chance to win the tickets today. And I'll play your songs again. But uh, call in and tell me your Christmas songs, and you get a chance to win some some tourney tickets, which is a pretty good deal. Um, I like this story that I found today. Shaquille O'Neal doesn't like to get or accept any sort of Christmas presents, apparently. And I, that probably makes sense. Shaq is a, a fairly, you know, uh, he's doing pretty well in his life. I don't think he, he needs anything. So uh, apparently, and I think this came up recently, um, during an interview where he does an event called Shaka Claus. <laughs> I laugh because of the way that he utilizes his name so effectively, and he's been doing it for so long. Uh, but Shaka Claus is an event where he gives Christmas presents to people in need, and he was asked if you know he receives gifts or what he does for the holiday season, and he said, and I quote, I do not accept gifts. You show me a movie where Santa receives and accepts gifts, and then I'll start taking them. So he takes his role seriously as Shaka Claus. Uh, he went on to say, I know what it's like to wake up and not uh, get a single toy on Christmas, and I don't want any child to have to go through that. 
So his event is is an awesome event. It it gives a lot of presents to those in need. You can actually do the same thing as Shaquille O'Neal if you give a toy to Toys for Tots. There's a whole bunch of locations all throughout Bloomington and all throughout Normal where you can drop off a toy and give it to a kid in need and, and be a Shaka Claus yourself. But I just like the idea that he takes his role as Shaka Claus so seriously that he will not accept. I think I might be able to find a movie, though, Bad News to Shaq, where someone gives like a, a meaningful gift back to Santa and he accepts it. Uh, but that's not the point of the segment. I just thought it was an interesting conversation to have. Uh, one other quick thing I want to highlight because it's that time of year is that there is a story about a young uh, British guy who gave up his seat on a first-class flight to an 88-year-old woman, and he said it was to be in, in the spirit of the holiday. So I just want to highlight that story. I'll give you more details about it after a quick break. Uh, but those are the kind of things we need to do this holiday season. Be like Jack. Now, back to the Craig Collin Show on WJBC. Sarah McLaughlin is in this jam, too. That is God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen by the Bare Naked Ladies. I love how many bands do Christmas songs that I don't know about. I was not familiar with this song, so uh, thank you very much to our caller, our listener, Kevin, who suggested it, and he is still in the running to win some of those tickets. I also have to mention that this half hour of the Craig Collins Show is brought to you by Allstate. With an Allstate agent, you get a local expert and help finding the best coverage for you, and because they live in your community, you can always count on them to be there when you need them the most. Plus, when you bundle home and auto care, you can save. Uh, So just call your local Allstate agent today. Are you in good hands? You can be with Allstate. I mentioned two different stories in the last half hour. The first one is a a young man. I believe he's out of the U.K. He was on a flight to New York, and he met a woman uh, while they were waiting to board the flight. Her name was Violet. She was a retired nurse, is a retired nurse. She's 88 years old. Uh, During the conversation, they sort of struck up an unlikely friendship. And then when they started to board the flight, uh, Jack is the name of the young man. He noticed that, well, Violet wasn't in uh, first class, and and Jack was. So what did he do? He decided to give up his his first-class ticket to her and trade seats in honor of the holiday season and because I, I guess he got to know from Violet that maybe she's never been in first class before. She's 88. She probably would would love the experience uh, so we went ahead and gave her the ticket. Um, and the story goes of the hundreds of flights I've operated. I've had the pleasure of looking after football players, supermodels, and some Hollywood uh, movie stars. But let me tell you about two of my favorite passengers ever. Uh, this is one of the flight attendants. Her name is Leah, uh, who posted this story first. Jack and Violet, I wish she uh, were called Vera or Rose. So then I guess it's some sort of play on the Titanic. But Jack and his family purchased seats in the upper first-class cabin for a flight home to New York. But when they got on board, Jack went and found Violet uh, in economy and swapped seats with her. He then sat on the row of seats directly next to the economy toilets and never made a peep or even asked for anything the rest of the flight. No fuss, no attention. Literally did it out of the kindness of his own heart because he wanted to give a nice gift to Violet uh, as an 88-year-old traveling to New York from the U.K. Because that's a long flight, too. So in, in the holiday season, with all the drama, all the craziness you're going to see on news programs or anywhere else, um, and all the division that I think exists for all kinds of reasons. Just remember Jack and remember Violet and how awesome it is that this holiday season you can do an act of kindness for a complete stranger. I'm going to try to do something nice for somebody at some point, and maybe we all should do that. Just give everybody a little more grace this holiday season. I wanted to share that story. All right, now on to being a little bit of a jerk. Uh, <laughs> I can't help it. 
I like Star Wars. I don't want anyone to think that I'm I'm enjoying the the whatever you want to call it of the latest release because I'm an anti Star Wars person. I very much intend to see the movie. Um, but I, I can't help but be interested in the fact that Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is on pace to be the worst-reviewed movie. And this is saying something, because the movie just before it, which I think critics did did like a lot more than the audience, was still not reviewed perfectly, but this movie is, is on pace to be the worst of them. Right now it sits at 57%. I believe it's actually up to 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. Only Phantom Menace, the first movie of the redoing of the saga when they went back to the beginning and did the... Uh, the pre-movies uh, has a worse rating. It uh, topped out at about 53%. So right now it is hovering. But this is not a good sign because most of the reviews we have so far are people that went to, like, opening night. The critics that very much wanted to see the film, critics out of L.A. Uh, and the biggest thing you're hearing as far as the movie goes is that it's a, a lot to take in. Maybe it's a tad predictable but there's just a lot of things happening in a very short amount of time, even though it's a three-hour-plus film. And uh, I can't help but be interested in it. The uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story, was also very disappointing for Walt Disney, it says here. That was when they went back and told the story of Han Solo, his origin story. And after that movie, they actually canceled plans to launch a whole bunch of other uh, solo projects, spin-off projects around the Star Wars universe. And now... They were hoping that this movie, The Rise of Skywalker, probably brought them back, um, you know, into that realm of everything being just like Marvel. I think anyone listening right now, if you have any interest in the the movie world, the box office world and what's going on, uh, Disney owns a majority of the things that are doing really well. They own pretty much everything that is doing really well. I think they're on pace to make billions of dollars this year alone on all of their movie releases so Disney is sort of the overlords right now of the of the movie world, and they certainly were counting on Star Wars being a huge part of that uh, moving forward. But if you can't make a movie that critics like, we've seen a lot of a lot of um, other franchises go to the wayside. Star Wars would be shocking to just not keep making Star Wars movies. Uh, but this goes back to something that Mark Strauss actually said when I was talking to him about this uh, earlier. Sometimes maybe you should leave things alone. It is funny uh, to see the promos for this and how it says the saga is coming to an end because I imagine anyone that liked the first three movies kind of felt like it ended. They kind of felt like there was no saga to end at that point. And then, you know, years later we make a new set. Lots of years later we make a new set. And now that set is coming to an end and maybe not terribly well. Uh, It'll be interesting to see. I'm sure it'll still do incredible at the box office, though. Like I said... I plan on seeing it, and I wonder if you do too. Give me a call, 829-2345. I'd love to hear from a huge Star Wars fan, and I want to know what you think now that these reviews are coming out, if there's a chance that maybe you'll skip it. I doubt it, uh, but what your reaction is to it. I've got to take a quick break in the Craig Collins Show. I have a lot more coming up. Uh, Oh, and real quick, I should mention, this has been out there too. If you're watching The Mandalorian, the TV show on Disney+, Plus that has a Baby Yoda character, uh, Baby Yoda's not going to be in the movie. So if you were hoping for that, that's not going to work out. After the break, I want to talk about a really cool invention from a YouTube celebrity. She created a, a smart light that blinks 
for a very interesting reason. I'll talk about that in a second. This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. That Christmas song comes to us from one of our listeners. You can do that, too. You can call in and tell me what your favorite Christmas song is, 829-2345, or find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Craig Collins Show, and just give me a recommendation. You have a chance to win some basketball tickets if you do that this week. I have sets of tickets to give away for the all-tournament pass to the State Farm Holiday Classic. That event starts on the 26th. These tickets get you into every game. Uh, There's a bunch of state champs playing in the game. There's a bunch of uh, regional champs. There's a lot of really good high school basketball teams that take part in this event, and you should want to go. And I'm giving away tickets all week long to anyone that participates in my Christmas game where you tell me your favorite Christmas song, and then I play it here on the Craig Collins Show. A YouTube celebrity has invented a new um, smart light that is amusing, at least to me. And I think that the reason why uh, this person created this product is because she feels that maybe people who are, you know, not in a relationship this holiday season, maybe you had one end uh, just before the holiday season got underway or whatever it is, but these people would feel a little bit better to know that they're not alone. Uh, Her name is Marina Fujiwara. Uh, She has created a device, a smart light that she says helps with the huge sense of loneliness you might feel if you're enjoying a holiday Christmas season alone. Uh, What it does is, is it blinks every time someone you're connected to on Facebook breaks up. Uh, That's right. It tracks your social media. It tracks maybe all social media accounts. I'm not really sure exactly how she programmed it to work, uh, mostly because it's not actually on sale yet. She's just uh, demonstrated the product on her social media page and intends to sell it soon uh, this holiday season. But, But like I said, what it does is it pairs to a social media account, and then every time that someone announces a breakup, every time someone puts up a single status that didn't have it before on their social media page, your light will start blinking to let you know you're not alone. Uh, the reviewer who wrote uh, about this product said that that might not actually work. In, in, his, uh, in his impression, it might just make you feel even sadder that other relationships aren't working out. But it's an interesting idea. Um, and the funniest part is that maybe the creator, since she's a, a bit of a YouTube celebrity, I guess, uh, would have a large social media following, is in the video that she put up demonstrating the product, it, it blinked a lot. Uh, just in a short period of time. So even though they say that you cannot break up with them, I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but they say that if you're in a relationship about now, probably even a little bit earlier than the 18th of December, but you have to stick it out through the holidays, otherwise you're a terrible person. Uh, that is something that they say, that if you're if you're locked in, you cannot get out at this time of year. I don't know that I agree with that. I don't know that you need to agree with that, but it is a a commonly held belief, Um, and maybe this light would help those who decide not to stick it out. They decide to get out uh, because every single time you have one of those relationships end, it it reminds you that, oh, yeah, there's it's it's so funny. It's sort of like when a a bell rings and angel gets its wings, just a much darker version from one of our YouTube celebrities, which is weird that those exist. And actually, I have a story. I'll do it in a little bit because I got another break to take in a second. Uh, But I think something like seven or eight uh, social media influencers revealed their income to uh, Yahoo, I think, Yahoo News recently. And it's interesting to see the huge disparity in the amount of money these people can make using their their well-followed uh, online profiles. Um, one person makes a whole crap ton more than everybody else, and she really doesn't seem to have as many followers. So I'll talk about that in a bit, but they're a real thing. 
if you laugh when I use the words YouTube celebrity, that's fine, but they're a real thing, and some of them make a whole lot of money. Uh, real quick, before the break, a new study that asked uh, dogs, well-trained dogs, I guess, to lie still in an MRI machine was after a very interesting thing. They wanted to test to see how well dogs could count. Uh, and the reason why is they were curious if dogs really believe you, and I love this, believe you when you say that you don't have any more treats left. So say you grab two or three treats out of a treat bag and you kind of hold them up with your, your pet and then you throw one and then you pretend you're out. Well, apparently dogs are not as silly or as, uh, as naive as we think. Dogs are very aware of the number. Apparently what they did in this study is they displayed different blinking dots on a screen, anywhere from four to two dots, and then they tried to test to see if the dog could interpret how many dots they had just seen using the MRI machine. Um, it follows, according to the research, that if a pup saw four treats in your hand and you only gave them two, they would be aware that there were two treats left because of how they responded to this study. Uh, in the study, they, they used 11 different breeds of dogs, including Border Collies, Pit Bull Mixes, and Labradors. And they, it showed that all of them were capable of, of, of perceiving exactly how many things exist in a group. So just a warning this holiday season, if you want to play a little trick on your pet, you should know that they're very aware that you're doing it, and they're probably plotting your demise if you do it all that often. All right, another quick break in the Craig Collins Show. i got a lot more coming up in a few minutes. Uh, but first, I have to do this and another news report. Uh, like I said, there is also a basketball game tonight. I will be off the air at 5 o'clock so the Illinois State Redbirds can take on the UIC Flames. I have a list of the words you should use most at work if you want to get a promotion, uh, advance in your career in other ways, win praise, or just simply get noticed. And it's kind of an interesting list. The number one word that while you're talking to maybe a superior or anyone else that you should try to work into your conversation is novel. The number one word is novel. Maybe if something happens in the workplace and you feel like, you know, you're not sure about that choice, but you don't want to ridicule it at the same time, I think a good word to choose would be that's a novel approach to that. That's an interesting decision you're making. But the number one word, if you want to be noticed, is, is novel. Um, it apparently has a greater influence in male leaders than female leaders but either one should be impressed with the use of that word the number two most popular word to use is unique so again these are non-committal words which i think is interesting in and of itself that if you can do a good job of using a lot of phrases that are almost political or almost you know corporate jargon but not necessarily that it seems to do well for you uh, by the way the study was conducted with 6.2 million people between 2002 and 2017, and uh, they asked a certain amount of questions to see what words people responded to best. So it's an interesting study in and of itself. Uh, number three, the most popular word you should use to get noticed at work, promising. You know, that sounds promising. Again, you're not actually saying you think it's going to work, whatever it is you're talking about that sounds promising, but if you use the word promising, apparently that's going to that's gonna work out for you. Some positive words are also on this list right up there at number four, favorable, robust, excellent, prominent. These are all words you can use. The most influential word to a female leader is actually supportive, 
which I found interesting. That is the word that uh, all of these words work with leaders of both genders, but apparently if you use the word supportive a lot, a female leader is more likely to see that as a good thing than a male leader. Uh, Also on this list, encouraging, remarkable, innovative, and then lastly, unprecedented. These are the kind of things you need to say at work. You know the Craig Collins Show? It's a novel, unique, and promising approach to radio. I think it's got a favorable, robust, and excellent future. All right, it's time for News with Neil Doyle. He's pretty supportive on WJBC. Jim called in with his favorite Christmas song, and it's not really a song at all. So if you wonder why I'm playing what I'm playing as a bump, it's Jim's fault. It was like a hip snowmobile. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't a snowmobile. It was a sled, you know? One of those big sleds, you know? And he, and he used to have it pulled by some reindeers, you know, like reindeers. Some what? Man? Some reindeers, you know? He used to hook them onto the sled, and then he used to stand up inside the sled and hold onto the reins, and then call out their names, like, On Donner, On Blissen, On Chewy, On Tavo. Come on, Beto. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. i got to be careful with that one. That is the Cheech and Chong 12 Days of Christmas. It's also actually called Santa Claus and His Old Lady. Uh, but that is apparently Jim's favorite holiday song. He plays it every year. I had to ask him that. Do you play this every year, uh, this holiday season? And he goes, yeah, I play that. Maybe when he's not with family. It's kind of a silly song, though. It's, uh, you know, kind of a silly tape uh, from those guys. And it's, it's I think, pretty famous. So, yeah, that's why that was just a bump. You can pick my bump songs. Actually, I got a call right now. I don't know if this is a new caller or Jim calling back. Uh, what's your name? Uh, you're on WJBC. Gene. Gene, do you have a holiday song you want me to play? Yeah, okay. Oh Holy Night. Oh Holy Night, And cool. I love it by Josh, if you have Josh Groban, his is wonderful. Gene, I played it a little bit earlier in the show, but I'll play it again for you. you. Did? I, I I will, I'll play it again oh, well, for you, though. You. Uh, we have another caller that okay. likes it, too, Bill. But call me back in a break oh. if you want to win those tickets. I don't want to take your number now, but you got to call me back in my next break. Okay. Okay, all right. Will thank, do. Thank you very much for calling in. You can do that, too, 829-2345, or you can reach me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Craig Collins Show. And tell me what your favorite Christmas song is. You get a chance to win some tickets. I have tickets to give away to the State Farm Holiday Classic and all tournament a set of all tournament tickets. You can go to all the games starting on the 26th. A bunch of really good high school basketball teams participate. And as I say, you should want to go to that. The Peloton Wife has got a new job. If you don't know what I'm talking about, bless you. Um, but the Peloton Wife is the actress who played the character of the wife in a viral Peloton bike commercial in which she was surprise gifted an exercise bike for Christmas and then sort of looks like she's she's tortured uh, while setting up a year-long experience with the bike uh, and then getting in better shape, air quotes, because she was in pretty good shape to begin with. Um, and that, that commercial went viral. Ryan Reynolds put her in another commercial for his gin. Uh, so Monica Ruiz is getting her reluctant 15 minutes. Uh, she was on the Today Show, and she had said no a bunch of times. So I'm asking her to be on, but eventually she said yes. Now apparently she's cast for a role in The Bold and the Beautiful. It's only a guest appearance. It's a two-episode arc. Uh, her role is top secret. So since it is a a bold and beautiful, you know, since it's one of those type of TV shows, it'll be interesting to see which, who she is. Maybe she's somebody's evil twin. We don't know. But Monica Ruiz, the actress from the Peloton Wife commercial, or the Peloton commercial, whatever you want to call it, uh, has now got another acting gig. She'll be on that uh, TV show on the 29th and 30th of January. So if you're hanging out and watching, and, and as curious as I am about her career, everything going on with her, um, because she is a very reluctant celebrity 
from all this. She doesn't seem terribly interested in capitalizing on the fame of that one thing going viral. Uh, she even left her Today Show interview after just a few minutes. Uh, she, they, you know, I, she didn't leave surprisingly. It was all communicated beforehand. But she left to go see like her nephew's Christmas play. So nothing is outweighing, um, you know, her commitment to her family or her desire to just be a regular human. Uh, but at the same time, people are very interested in her, and she's getting a lot of, I, I assume, other calls to do more roles. Um, one other story, and then i got to take a break here on The Craig Collins Show. The average American will get into 12 arguments, not at home when you're spending the holidays at home, but during your holiday travel. That is a new study from 2,000 different Americans uh, that partook in just calculating, I guess, how many arguments slash disagreements you wind up getting in while traveling. And this can be anyone. This is, can be your partner, your friends, family members, or even just strangers. But the survey said that you're likely to get into 12 of the arguments because of the stress uh, of those moments that take place while you're traveling. Maybe you're going to arrive late somewhere. Uh, maybe someone told you better directions and you didn't take them. Uh, all of this research comes from the parking app Spot Hero. So I guess I should, you know, do it with a asterisk because they might be interested in reducing your stress uh, by helping you park this holiday season. Uh, but they allot, you should allot yourself an extra 102 minutes according to the study, to travel uh, so that you don't hit any unexpected delays and don't have your stress level get up too high. Uh, 93% of people who were interviewed for this survey said that they become stressed and agitated even when everything was going right, just because traveling in and of itself is kind of hard. Uh, what are some of the biggest stressors? Well, winter weather. 44% of people said that can be annoying during the holiday season. Bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic, depending on where you're going and you know, what families you're visiting, how well you know the area, I assume makes that even worse. Uh, losing something while traveling, which I've never had happen to me, um, but I imagine that's terrible. Like, if they lose your luggage, I imagine that's no fun at all. Um, and luckily, knock on wood, uh, it's probably going to happen this season now. Uh, finding a parking spot, of course, landed on this list, and that's at the airport, and then packing as well. I don't really have a lot of stress when I pack either. Neil, are you a stressful packer or a de-stressed packer? Uh, I normally don't get stressed. I actually kind of enjoy packing, to really? be honest. Well, like packing, if it's just in the sense of like packing clothes for like a vacation yeah. or something. But like if it's like packing up my house to move, then no, then I'm not enjoying that. You know, I, I hate moving. I've, that's that's <laughs> right. totally different. Yeah. When I pack, though, I notice that I forget a whole lot of things because I'm a very casual packer. I only throw a few like changes of clothing in somewhere and then I'm ready to go. And my wife has to look it over and be like, Craig, we're going to New York for seven days. You have three shirts. Yeah. This is not the correct not the correct response to this. Yeah, I try to, you know, maybe make a little list if I need to. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, it depends on how long I'm leaving. So, like, for instance, I'm going home for the holidays just up north to the suburbs. I'm only going to be home for, like, four or five days. I don't need too many changes of clothes. Because, right. I mean, one, I'm just planning on laying around the house at home, so I don't really plan on getting too dressed up so <laughs> there you go uh but right if it's like a week-long vacation to florida mm -hmm. then i'm probably gonna make a little list make sure i've got you know my certain things i need and i'm ready to go are you a light packer or a heavy packer i i, I feel like maybe in the middle okay i mean i That's i don't fair. i'm not bringing like two shirts for a week or something but yeah. you know i try to you know figure out okay are we gonna go to like a cool dinner one night then maybe i bring a little bit you know a nice little suit right comes along. like something a little nicer to wear you know vice versa so it just kind of depends on where you're going and how long i found as um I, i've been married about seven years now but as my relationship has has continued to go 
my wife has packed more and more of her things in my packaging. Um, it's just the kind of thing that happens. Every year, my suitcase is more full before I start in on it. And I think the assumption is that Greg's a light packer. It's fine. But I think uh, when we went to New York, I had maybe a, a third of one suitcase, Neil, and she had two other ones mm-hmm. for that week. So uh, that's just kind of the thing that you sign up for. Yeah. Yeah, I put some extra stuff in my pockets, you know, like as many <laughs> things as I can take. If they don't fit in my luggage, oh. Betty's stuff doesn't come out. Greg has to wear extra things on the plane. Or, that's it's, what or it's just not coming with you. Right, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or you're going to figure that out on your own, buddy. <laughs> All right, got to take another break. A lot more coming up on the Craig Collins Show. Uh, Amazon has a solution to if you're going to get in any sort of holiday arguments when you're at home. Not the ones traveling, but when you get home. Apparently, Amazon is coming to your aid if you're fearful of a holiday disagreement. Thank you, Tracy, for playing along. You get a chance to win some holiday tickets to the All-State Christmas celebration or the All-State tournament. It is the Holiday Classic. It starts on the 26th, um, and you get all, all game long or all tournament long passes I give away two every single day here on WJBC. So thank you again for playing along and telling me your favorite Christmas song. i got to take a break in just a couple minutes. But first, I want to tell you how Amazon is going to help prevent those holiday fights. I believe they did this uh, for Thanksgiving as well. I have a smart speaker. I have a lot of smart speakers, so I could test this out. I'm actually not going to be home for Christmas, though. I'm going to my brother's, um, so maybe I bring one with. Maybe just in case there's a holiday argument, I pack Alexa. Uh, But apparently if you are in the middle of a holiday argument and there is a smart speaker in the home, you can just say, Alexa, change the subject, and she will help you out. Actually, you know what? I think I have it embedded on my computer here. Maybe I can try this live on the air. I don't know if you'll hear it, uh, but maybe I can try and see here. Let me jack up the volume on my computer real high and see if it's active, it's going. Uh, By the way, the study does say that you're most likely to have your fight at 6.30 p.m., on Christmas Day. So if you're going to have a fight this holiday season and you want to be bailed out, let's see if this works. Alexa, change the subject. Okay, my pleasure. Ask everyone to talk about the last book they read and what they liked about it. Oh, okay. Alexa told me, did you hear that, Neil? I did. Okay, so she said, you know, talk about the last book you read. Oh, she's still talking. Hold on, Alexa. I'm good. No, please stop. Please stop doing things. I don't need that. Well, that's good. That was a good suggestion, I right? She was about to give out your email. I know she did. <laughs> she did. She got a little aggressive. Alexa, calm down. We're on the radio. Uh, but no, yeah. So, uh, would you use that a smart speaker to get out of a, a family fight? Uh, I mean, it's an option. I don't know. I don't know if I would use it personally, but I'm sure <laughs> now that you've informed people about it, they they might go to that route. Yeah. Outside of the what's the book you've read? Some other ones on this story say is Die Hard a Christmas movie? They want to start that debate instead, which people seem to like. Uh, what would your superpower be and why is a question you'd get asked instead of whatever it is you're talking about? Probably politics. It's probably politics. And then on the off chance you do it on the radio, she might just try to give out your email on the air. <laughs> Which you could use my my I can use my work email craig.collins at cumulus dot com you can craig collins at cumulus dot com you can email me stuff there even tell me your favorite Christmas song there and I will play it on the air and enter you into a chance to win some holiday tickets I got to take another break uh, there's a lot more coming up on WJBC on the Craig Collins show uh, but first we got to take a break and then I'll tell you all about a smart toilet. This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. I only play a few seconds of the song, so I apologize to anyone. And I, it makes sense that Gene would call in and ask for it again because it's uh, they go quick. But if you call in and give me a suggestion, I enter you into a chance to win tickets 
to the uh, Holiday Classic, the State Farm Holiday Classic, starting on the 26th right here uh, in Bloomington Normal. It is a whole bunch of high school basketball teams participating in a four-day-long event, and you have tickets to every single game. You get an all-tourney pass, and I give away sets of two every single day. You just have to call in 829-2345 and give me your holiday song, your favorite holiday song, or you can reach me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Craig Collins Show. This half hour is brought to you by Sylvania Automotive. It's that time of year again, headlight saving time. Uh, when the night gets darker and you need a fresh pair of headlights that are up to the task, and you can't remember the last time you replaced those headlight bulbs, well, now is that time. Visit sylvania-automotive.com to find your perfect bulb. Um, I was talking about this before the news break. There is a group of researchers out of the University of Madison, Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin-Madison, that, that very much like me enjoy smart products. And they think that they can also benefit a lot of people in the healthcare world by uh, developing a brand new smart toilet. The smart toilet would be connected to the internet via Wi-Fi, and in real time, it would um, diagnose any sort of issues it's detecting from, you know, what happens in, in the restroom. Uh, mostly it would be analyzing number ones. Uh, that's as far as I want to go there. But there's a whole crap ton of, that's no, no pun intended. I didn't mean to go that road. There's a whole lot of benefits uh, to the potential smart toilet, even though people are scared of the potential risks involved. Uh, first, I ask one Neil Doyle, who I know is not always a smart technology uh, fan, uh, but I don't think you're anti it either. Would you go smart toilet? Uh, you know what? I That's probably something I would pass on. Okay, that's the line. Let me try yeah. to convince you. Okay. Let me give you some of the uh, benefits here. In real time, if some of those things are analyzed over a multiple-day uh, basis, something like needing about 110 or so samples, uh, then once they get a good, once it gets a good sense of who you are, the smart toilet would be able to start detecting things like how much you've slept, how much you've exercised, if you've consumed a little bit too much alcohol and/or coffee, if you're using the right amount of over-the-counter medications or even prescription medications. It could start detecting them based on what info you're putting in to a potential app that would be paired with your smart toilet. I love saying that sentence. Um, you could preemptively detect things like UTI, kidney disease, diabetes, maybe some other metabolic disorders. Uh, you might be able to diagnose certain symptoms you're experiencing that are related to the toilet world. Um, <laughs> and if you give them frequent enough samples as well as all that medical information, it could recommend different um, prescriptions or different, you know, um, dosages for all the things that you're taking for anything uh, that you, you know, currently are suffering from. It could also predict simple things like whether or not you're more or less likely to be vulnerable to things like a common cold. Now that I've gone through some of the benefits, how do you feel? Yeah, it just seems like a lot of work you have to put all that in. And, you know, I just like if I'm, you know, got to use got to use the restroom, get in there right. and get. Get I mean, whatever you need to get done, and hold then on. get out. Once once it's all put in, and by in I mean the the toilet itself. The <laughs> rest of the experience stays the same. Yeah. Still no. Still yeah, gonna be a no. No, I think I'm just gonna stick with the uh, good old good old fashioned toilet. Uh, I guess that's. People are also worried about the hacking of a smart toilet, <laughs> whether or not it would have the right technology to prevent hacking. And out of all the items in your home, I think the one that you would never want hacked is probably a toilet. 
yeah, I don't know if I would be concerned for anybody trying to hack this the smart toilet. Right. To that's, that's the kind of thing. Well, that's what it goes over, the privacy risks. The two co-authors of this study promised that before any kind of product would reach the market, they would do everything they could to to make sure it was as secure as possible, mostly because people would be giving health information to the smart product in their home, um, but also because, you know, on the off chance that someone were ever to get a little bit too interested in smack in um, in hacking the intelligent toilet, uh, it would be capable, I guess, of fighting off any sort of intruders. Um, I just like the idea that it's checking for all different kinds of, of diseases. They said they could even broaden the scope as they get more information from that world. There's more and more things they can do to to better and better prevent disease or to help detect things early on to get them treated quickly. Uh, so I think there is a push and pull here. Um, and again, I'm not trying to make any sort of jokes. I'm just trying to be honest. I, I, I would go smart toilet. I would try to get one in the house. I would go smart everything, though. I'm down with the smart fridge. Are you familiar with that? I am. Somewhat. It gets hacked a lot. Yeah. It it orders products for you, so it can weigh all the different items in your fridge. And when it knows that, like, hey, this item is is low, uh, it just gets another one, and you get it shipped directly to your door from probably an Amazon.com. If you went completely smart in the whole house, yeah. how, how do you think that would go over with Betty? Well, <laughs> I say that as as we know currently, <laughs> Betty doesn't love the amount of smart lights, the amount of smart products in the home. She was unfamiliar with the fact that we have a smart microwave that might have been hidden in the basement for a little bit. That came up recently on the show. I think if I went smart toilet, that would be a line. There would yeah. be, yeah, there'd be some, some lines drawn then. Um, she gets mad at the lights. That's, the, that's a weird thing that I didn't really anticipate being a thing when I started to go smart products. Because Betty, she, if anyone hasn't heard, she does do the show. I think she's going to be on in a little bit to do her picks. Uh, but she has a bit of an accent. And every so often, Alexa is not the best at detecting the, the accent. So she might start screaming at my smart device to turn lights on and off before eventually just using switches. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see, and I would not want to see Betty get angry. Or fight with a toilet. I would right. not want her to have to yell at a toilet to get it to flush for like 10 minutes. That would be the kind of situation I don't need in my life. So many shoes would be thrown at my face if that ever happened. Uh, but no, I come on, though. Smart technology, if we get it right, and if it's not a security risk, which is a bunch of pie-in-the-sky things, like, there's, it seems like it's not a huge benefit, but there's there's a benefit. Yeah, there, right? are, there are some upsides. Okay. All right, good. I'm just trying to get you, I'm trying to get as much as I can. I'm going to play this audio back, by the way, for Betty when we get that smart toilet. Neil said it was okay. He loved the idea. That's what you said, right? Uh, yeah. You okay. can say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, fine. Um, one more quick story, and then i got to take a break. Uh, I love this uh, other study, though. I'm, I found a lot of studies. I do that. Uh, if you listen to the show, you'll notice I, I throw a lot of studies out there. But a new study trying to figure out how to get kids to perform better in math said that it's just one thing that will tremendously impact their academic success, the amount of stress they have while maybe studying and or taking tests. Uh, this is for kids between the ages of 9 and 13, so grades 4 to 6. Uh, they studied about 212 students and found that just positive self-talk, sometimes when given first by a parent and then the child repeats it while doing a task, incredibly enhanced their ability to do well in the math world. This is saying things like, I can do this, you can do this, those things you'd repeat in the mirror before you go out uh, to start your day if you're that kind of person. I'm not saying that I am, but uh, you never know. Craig, you can do it. You can host this radio show today. Um, that sort of thing apparently helps younger kids 
get better grades in math. So if you have a kid that's struggling or a kid that doesn't feel very confident, I've noticed that. Have you ever noticed it uh, sometimes, like someone who says they're bad at math when in reality they're just expecting to be bad at it? Yeah, that would be me. I don't think I'm very good at math. Really? No, not but really. But what if you tried saying to yourself, I can do this, Neil. You can get through this test. I think it would, yeah, it would give me that little extra push maybe I needed. All right. That uh, extra is there confidence. Any, is there anything else that you struggle with that you want to talk about on the radio? Um, nope, not really. <laughs> Just math. Well, math, yeah. Math, okay. all, math's an everyday struggle. All right. Well, maybe before your next newscast, even though you do a great newscast, just uh, throw a little positive self-talk out there. I'll try. I can do this next newscast super perfect is the kind of thing that okay. you should say. I can take this break like a champ. This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Kevin called in. He's got some thoughts about the, uh, the smart toilet. Kevin, what do you want to say? Well, the police cybercrimes division could have a field day with this. They, uh, <laughs> they, they, if they could monitor the the, the uh, smart toilets, they could flush out all the hackers. Oh, nice! There you see what you did there. That's very nice. They could. They could flush and they, out all the hackers. They could have it commanded by a lieutenant too. <laughs> I would put a captain in charge of the toilet. Yeah, it, that works, too. Yeah, that's hilarious. If, if you're British, the lieutenant, though. Right. Yeah, I got it. I totally get it. That's that's a great... Thank you for the call, Kevin. Yeah. All right, thanks. I got another call. Uh, what's your name on WJBC? Yeah, Bob Liebre. You said Bob? Yeah. Do you have a crisp? What do you want to say? Oh, yeah. you, you got to play uh, Last Christmas from Wham. Oh, sure. I've been playing it's that. Fluff. Oh, you've been playing it already? A lo- not today. I've played it before, but, Bob, I will play it for you. Uh, call me back in my next break. I'm going to take a break in a couple minutes if you want those uh, tickets and give me your number so I can give you a call if you win. Uh, but I will right. play it for you. Sounds good. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. And you can do that, too. 829-2345. Tell me your favorite Christmas song. You get a chance to win some tickets to the uh, All-State Christmas Tournament. Uh, it's a pretty cool event going on starting the 26th. That's the... Uh, excuse me, the State Farm. That's the I got the wrong sponsor in my brain. State Farm Holiday Classic. They're the ones putting it on. Uh, that starts on the 26th, and you get all tournament tickets uh, for that event starting on the 26th, the 27th, 28th, and the 30th. Uh, before my break, which I have to take in just a quick uh, second here, I want to talk a little bit about a another study that's saying the best way to keep your pounds off this holiday season, the absolute best way. And we've already seen, uh, there's a few studies that have said that if you're If you get the holiday blues, if that's the kind of thing that you know you're more susceptible to than others, you need to lay off the sweets, lay off the holiday desserts, which would be sad. Uh, But if you're also just worried about packing on excess pounds, the best thing you can do, and I don't know that I would want to tell anyone to do this, but I guess I'm, I'm telling people to via this radio show, the University of Georgia found out the best thing you could do is to get on the scale every single day. That's right. You could detect if you're starting to slowly gain weight, if you're taking in your number. Uh, By the way, it does suggest that you do this at the same time each day. Uh, It recommends early in the morning because your weight does fluctuate throughout the day. So if you try late in the afternoon and you think, oh, my God, that dessert that I had today put on like six extra pounds, that is not the case. But the number one thing you can do to stay, and I quote, dedicated to your diet, according to these researchers from UGA, is to just hop on a scale every single morning. I don't think I can do that. All right, before the break, i got one more call coming in. I will take this on WJBC. Caller, what's your name? Hey, Sebastian Treese. Sebastian, do you have a Christmas song you want me to play? Yes, we love, for Grandma, we love Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Okay, hold on one second. I want to take your number in a second. I'm going to take a quick break here. But, Sebastian, I will play that song for you after this break. 
This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Thank you, Bob, for giving me that suggestion. You got a chance to win some tickets to a basketball tournament happening starting on the 26th from State Farm, the State Farm Holiday Classic. Uh, and you can enter to win, too. Just tell me what your favorite Christmas song is. Go to my Facebook page, Craig Collins Show, or just give me a call, 829-2345. You can actually call me about anything. It doesn't have to be the Christmas songs or, or really anything I'm talking about. I like taking phone calls in WJBC, so if you got a thought, go ahead and throw it my way. Um, I like this story. This is out of the U.K., a wife was pretty upset that her husband would always hit the pub. Uh, that's what they call it in the U.K. After a day of work, he was a, a pub regular. So Jane, she is 48, decided to go ahead and build a bar in her backyard, uh, mostly because not only did her husband go to the uh, tavern uh, quite a bit, he would from time to time wind up showing up a little bit intoxicated, and you know maybe that's not the, the best way for him to, to be around town. So Jane started work on the Dog Inn. The Doghouse Inn, excuse me. Uh, the Doghouse Inn is a an actual pub built in the backyard of this couple's home. Uh, it's now open to the public, too, so other people can go. Uh, but she started construction on it just to keep her husband at home. Her husband's name is Paul. Uh, recently, a news organization out there caught up with the couple. And uh, the wife, Jane, said, My husband, Paul, had always loved popping down to our local uh, establishments, and I could never seem to get him to stay at home. And so I was thinking... Why not create my own pub, become my own landlady, and then I can uh, I can tell people, including my husband, it's time to go to the doghouse. Uh, the whole thing, I guess, cost about 15,000 um, um, pounds. I don't know what the conversion rate is, but not a terribly huge amount of money. And she leveled out her garden and turned it into a, you know, a small <laughs> pub. I guess it can fit like five to ten people, depending on how crammed you want to be in there. So it's a pretty good idea. Uh, some other patrons... Our family members who've been going to the pub regularly, that includes 31-year-old Tom, 24-year-old Lauren. This is Sebastian's favorite holiday song. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Betty is rocking her WJBC uh, little coat that she made. You actually made that, right, Betty? You made that custom handmade yourself? Well, I just like saw the logo on Right, you uh, sewed the logo onto a little jacket. The, yes. And you were taking a photo of yourself because you are very WJBC friendly right now. You got the logo behind you on the door, yeah. on the microphone, and on the coat. Yeah, that's, that's why I was You were committed to the team. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, and you like that holiday song, obviously, from Sebastian. Of course. Yeah, of course. He oh. said it was for his grandma or his... <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, most of Mexican grandmas or Latin community grandmas are pretty happy when they, they love hear that song. That song. Well, yeah. what, what do you say? What is a grandma in Spanish? Abuela. Abuela. So abuelita. His, his abuelita. Yes. Okay, wait. We got to do your intro song, though, Betty. I got an intro song for right. you. It's Betty Pixar on the Craig Collins Show. Can you outpick the champ? You want answers? One listener will win a prize, even if you can't top our experts. Welcome to the Thunderdome, people. That is right. It is the Thunderdome. Betty makes NFL picks, even though she's never seen a full NFL game each and every week. We're actually giving away a ticket. Uh, a set of tickets to the uh, Holiday Classic, the State Farm Holiday Classic. So if you pick against Betty, even if you don't beat her, win or lose, uh, one winner will get two tickets, uh, all tournament tickets to the State Farm Holiday Classic. That starts on the 26th. A lot of really good high school basketball in your future if you just pick against our expert. Before we get to the NFL picks, though, uh, you usually review a TV show. 
You've been watching The Voice. The yeah. season finale was yeah. last night. Uh-huh. You seem very excited to talk about this. Well, I'm just so devastated that the person that uh, I really like, she didn't, she didn't make it. Did she come in second? Uh, no, that's the worst part. She came in third. No. Oh, uh, yeah, no she yes, did. yes, yes, yes. She, she came in third yeah. place. Uh, yeah. That person is? Uh, Kate. Kate. Katie, Katie uh, from, from Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, she had a heck of a voice. She yes. was a great singer she's all season like, long. She's uh, like Janis Joplin, like uh, voice. Like yeah. she's she's a great singer. I saw on uh, online that a lot of people were like you, shocked. She seemed like the the front runner the whole season long. A mm-hmm. really good voice. But I ask you one question, Betty, and I said this to you when you got so mad at the TV last night. But I said to you. Maybe she started to think she was going to win a little too much. Well, yeah, I, I, I could tell. Like, you can, if I'm like a very good, like, uh, to read, like a person, um, yes. I don't know, uh, body language, I uh-huh. guess. So she started to get used to, like, the idea, like, she was, like, the first in the, all the time, like, the one, the, the first one picking off from people. Yeah, every time that they were going through the people who had made it to the next week, she yeah. always was picked pretty quick, and she yeah. seemed to stop being surprised yeah. and more just be like, And yep. also, like, being on uh, John Legend's team, uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it was more like Richardman, like she's going to make it through the whole thing. Right. Because John Legend is John Legend. He's just awesome. Now, before I ask you this next question, I want to remind you of a couple things. Yeah. There are a lot of country fans in our listening audience. <laughs> yes. And one of our bosses is not only a country fan, he is a host on one of our country stations. Yeah. The winner was who? Uh, Jake Hoot. Jake Hoot. Who was the only country singer of the four remaining, yes. right? Yeah. How did you feel about that? Well, uh, I, the thing is, like, of course, I'm very open. I would love to, to know more about country music. Sure. I literally like i know like a couple of uh, songs for different country artists because i'm not very familiar with Most, country mostly blake shelton because you like him yes from the show. and also like uh uh songs that actually like uh find out like people like a uh, small bars in different locations in peoria used to play a lot and they got in my head and then i kind of like sing with with the songs yeah. along but it is funny because uh, yeah i mean i agree there is like a lot of like country uh People, uh, people here, here like uh-huh, they, listening they in this audience right now. Yes, and uh, and that makes sense. I mean, I was pretty surprised. But what you kept saying last night is they should just make The Voice a country show. Yeah, the country, they should. The country people seem to do a much better job yeah, than everybody else. Yeah, they participate more. They are getting more, they get more involved. That that say a lot. Yeah. You yeah, know? They, they well, I mean, the fans are are pretty passionate about that kind yes, of music. Yes, exactly. And yeah. so every time that you have a yeah. guy make it that that far, and you didn't think that Jake Hoot was the best singer though. Well, uh, his voice is awesome, but I mean, I, I mean, I'm like a, a rock fan. Uh-huh. I'm not like a, I'm not like a country. Um, Can I say person. one last thing about how upset you were last night? Yes. Uh, you were so upset that you might, and I think you've done this before, so it's never been true before. But you said you might be done with the show. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, it's I don't know. You kind of get tired <laughs> of like it. I don't know. It's just like the only show that I kind of like follow from start uh-huh. to the end. Well, and America's Got Talent. Yes, you I mean, I just, I just started. I just started to watch like American mm-hmm. Ghost Talent for probably the last two years. Yeah. One of the things you like the most about those shows, though, is not necessarily the contestants; it's the people on them. Uh, you like Blake Shelton a lot. Yeah. You like Gwen Stefani, yeah. Kelly Clarkson, most yes. of the coaches. I think you also like John Legend. You've liked yeah. the other coaches who've rotated through. You also really like Terry Crews. 
for the uh, oh my God. America's Got Talent. Terry Crews is just <laughs> phenomenal. Why, 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 why do you like him? Why, why, why? <laughs> well, <laughs> what do you like about him, Betty? He's so funny. He's, He's in pretty good shape. Yeah, oh, that also. Oh, like, really? <laughs> really? Yeah. He rips like his clothes in front of like. Canada I've been going to the gym, Betty. I'm trying to get. I'm going to get to that Terry Crews level eventually. <laughs> yeah, no, he's think like, like a super happen. strong. Man. I saw Neil's face when I said I was going to become a Terry Crews. He did not seem to think so. Uh, you know, we can, we can try and get there. Okay. He's a big guy. He's a he's big guy. Big. He's tall. <laughs> and Betty's such a big fan of him, I get scared every single week, Neil. Well, I, yeah, think, I, you're, I think you're safe. I you think think you're I'm, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> it's good to know. Um, I, we could work out. We could get there. Maybe I'll document my, my journey to Terry Crews, yeah, a la go. the Peloton commercial, because I'll be just as sad the whole time I'm pushing <laughs> yes, myself that it's hard. hard. Yeah. I mean, just like this class that we took at YMCA, that it was like a oh, the car, lifting class. The lifting. Dude, I mean, I'm being like on such a painful, like uh, for two days. Like, yeah. I have pain in my body for two days in a row. Like, not able to like walk well because I lift so many stuff that I <laughs> shouldn't lift at all. Uh, let's explain it. The audience, um, if you haven't been listening to the show, Betty's been making us go to the yoga classes at the YMCA. Yes. But you're a loving wife. You you are considerate. And you yeah. said, I found a lifting class mm-hmm. that you knew I would like. Yes. So we went to it, and it was like, you know, more aerobic lifting. It's lighter weights, but you do a lot of lifting. a lot of sets all at once, yes. and it's a lot of combinations of moves. Yeah. You got beat up for a few days. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I, I never... I never had done something like that before, yeah. and it was it was raw. I you went after it. it though. I tried so hard. I know. I, I kept thinking like, man, I'm not gonna be able to move tomorrow. <laughs> and yeah, I was I was right. You should have seen her the first day, Neil. The day after, that would have been, I guess, Monday. She was very much like just Impaired. doing nothing. No. That's Couldn't. never fun. No, <laughs> no, she was far from mobile. And that's why, I, you know, maybe I avoid doing some of that yes. stuff. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. But now my goal is to be the next Terry Crews, so I'm going to have to be in the gym every... I imagine the diet is even worse to oh get my to God. that guy's... I, I admire that people, yeah. man. It's just, like, so hard to follow, like, a diet. And so like happy I said that exercise. on the air. <laughs> yeah, right. So hard. All right, let's get some picks uh, from you, Betty, real quick. And a listener can pick against you. No matter what, if you beat Betty or lose to Betty for NFL picks, and you don't have to be an NFL fan either. You can just call in and pick three teams like Betty does, and then we'll see who's luckier. It's probably Betty. Um, But let's give you those picks real quick. The first game happens on Saturday. Uh, It is Houston versus Tampa Bay. Where are you going in that game? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. 100% because you like that place. Yeah, I like I like that place. I have family that lives in Tampa Bay. You've How been are there they doing? Times. I'm doing a terrible job. Well, it's a pretty close game, actually. I think that, right. that people don't know who's going to do better. So you're going Tampa Bay is at home, yes. which people seem to like. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah right. they're going to have more support. I'm also going to let you pick, because I've been enjoying you picking um, the Patriots games. So Buffalo at New England. Where are you going in that game? The Buffalo Bills are playing the New England Patriots. Oh, the New England. No, no, no. Think about it, though. Okay, repeat repeat it one more time. (laughs) There was a week where off the air you told me you were tempted to pick Buffalo. Yes. And do you remember why? Yeah. Because you love... Uh, Buffalo wings. Because you love Buffalo wings. Yes. uh, That was very stupid. I'm sorry to say it out loud. No. But uh, that day that you asked me, the first time that I came to the show, I was so hungry. And the first thing (laughs) that that you say, Buffalo was my... Oh, my God, yes, Buffalo wings. I'm so hungry. I know. And I just went for for the other, I think. I know, but I hate Tom Brady so much. I thought you... So you're picking the Patriots, though. You're going anti-Buffalo. You're going anti-wings. You're going with Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Okay. All right. That's also happening on saturday let's go ahead and let you pick the monday night game too uh to see who you think is going to win that game it is the green bay packers who Uh-oh. some people in this office yeah. really like some of our bosses uh versus the minnesota 
team. Uh, oh, let's who do you go think? with Packers. You're going to go Packers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. She Wait, went with the Packers. did I win uh, against... Uh, the Bears? Pa- the, yeah. No, you picked the Bears, right? Yes. Yeah, it didn't work out so well for you, no Betty. No way. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry to tell you. Uh, those are Betty's picks. She makes them every single week. Uh, right here on the Craig Collins Show, she's a very lucky human, so she uh-huh. usually wins. But it doesn't matter. Win or lose, just pick against her, and you have a chance to win two tickets to the all-turning long pass to State Farms Holiday Classic, a basketball tournament, a high school basketball tournament taking place starting next week on the 26th. I'm going to take a quick break on the Craig Collins Show. Give me a call, 829-2345, to pick against Betty. Malakalikimaka is a thing to say. On a bright Hawaiian Christmas day That's the island greeting that we send to you From the land where palm trees sway Now, back to Here the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's kind of crazy when Orion Samuelson and Bing Crosby are uh, both on the same track. Those are two very deep voices. Uh, thank you, Turtle Dove Morgan, for reaching out to me on Facebook. You can do that, too. Uh, tell me your favorite Christmas song on Facebook, facebook.com, uh, Craig Collins Show. Or you can just give me a call, 829-2345, and you are entered in for a chance to win yourself uh, a set of tickets to the State Farm Holiday Classic. It begins December 26th. A whole bunch of high school basketball teams partake in a multiple-day tournament, uh, and you want to go to that. There's a few state champions there. There's a lot of uh, very good regional teams that participate and it's, uh, like I said, four days, 26th, 27th, 28th, and the 30th. And if you win, you get an all-tournament pass. Uh, you just have to tell me your favorite Christmas song. That's not that hard. And I play a little bit here on the Craig Collins Show as well. Um, I mentioned before the news that puppies uh, might be something to look out for this holiday season. The CDC is warning people that puppies apparently are getting people sick. And not just like regular sick. There's an outbreak of a specific strain of a scary virus, I guess, uh, that is resistant to some antibiotics, and it's being found to come from puppies. Uh, there are multiple links in multiple states to the outbreak being from, uh, you know, little tiny cute uh, baby uh, puppies. And uh, even though no one has actually passed away, people are getting very sick. So so you, are, you have been warned this holiday season that if you interact with uh, a, a cute, lovable puppy that somebody may have bought you for uh, as a Christmas present, or maybe Santa brought along, there is a small risk of developing a, a kind of scary infection. Although, like I said, everyone's been capable of being cured, but it is resistant to multiple... See, that's, that's so intelligent um, for the viruses to infect puppies. I mean, in all honesty, if they want to one day take out all of, all of society, that's the way to do it. Get puppies to carry the viruses, and we are screwed as a people. Because most, most human beings, if you have a heart, can't resist a puppy. Uh, Neil, if you knew that a puppy could get you sick, but you saw one sitting there needing a, needing a nice pet, what do you do? Um, you know, honestly, if I'm going to get sick, I'm going to probably pass. It's going to be tough. You but... don't know for sure. Maybe maybe you've been warned, but maybe it's not a guarantee. Nah, if there's any type of warning, I you think you got I'm a little still... puppy staring at you. Yeah, if there's any, you know, they say, well, there's a possibility I'm going to say. You're going to steer clear? Was, it was a great pleasure looking at it. It was beautiful, <laughs> adorable, but uh, we're going we're gonna to keep it where it is. You guys are alone in a room. He just learned how to fetch, and he's dropping the ball at your feet. Neil Doyle, what do you do? Oh, you kick the ball over? Tell the puppy to get out of here? Just maybe give the ball a little push and say, okay. and just try to maybe 
run to get out of the way without it without it seeing me leaving. Run to the other room because yeah, puppies maybe. are contagious. <laughs> yeah. CDC is warning. All right. Um, there's another uh, interesting story out. You get to there's an offer by a coffee company. You will get five thousand dollars, a free trip for a unusual one week dream job. They are calling it the Coffee Queen. That is right. This coffee company is out of Scotland. They are allowing anyone to to try to become Coffee Queen, including guys. This doesn't have to be a lady. But one person gets flown out to their establishment. You get 5000 bucks. You get $2,000 to spend while you're out there for a week. You get to give your input into a bunch of the products that they'll be making and unveiling over the you know next few months. And most importantly, you get the title of Coffee Queen, and you get to try the first cup of one of their brand-new products, uh, this is probably a very exciting role for a lot of people, including my wife. I'm sure she'd love to be named Coffee Queen. Um, I don't know how much input they're actually going to use of the person who wins this award, because I imagine if they're terrible ideas, they're not going to follow any of them, right? It's not a real queen. You're not actually given, like, complete authority to do whatever you want. That'd be a nice move, though, for a company to just give up, like, all control for one week to whoever wins a social media campaign. I saw Neil shaking his head no. I mean... Uh... How can you call it Coffee Queen if she doesn't have like full authority? Right. I feel like they've to kind of go along with it. You you do s- right. something along that line. Yeah. It's quoted as they want someone who's willing to speak their mind, someone who's self-aware, and someone who's not afraid of making fun of themselves. Is just a few of the qualities they're looking for in their Coffee Queen. But yet again, I don't think the CEO is going to give her full. That's just it's wrong. It's it's half. It's half the award. You gotta have to f- find some ways to give her. S- it's just that's right. hard. You gotta find something to give her some type of power, but it, right with some stipulation. Uh huh. I don't know how you I do mean, that though. And maybe just give you that little blue check mark on Twitter so you get the Coffee <laughs> yeah. Queen official. Right. That would be enough for some people. Yeah, that would. Uh, but yeah, th- there's a, a contest going on. You get five thousand dollars, which I imagine um, a queen of places usually has a little bit more than five grand. So even the amount of money doesn't feel queenly. Maybe we should change the title. What do you think a non-authority figure, What she could be like the coffee, um, I don't know, the coffee assistant? What? Where, where is the line here? I mean, assistant, though. It's That's like, too uh, far down. Yeah, I went the far. completely wrong way. Yeah, I, I didn't want to go princess, though, because that also feels... Well, it's, I think it's closer than assistant. Though. Okay, but five grand. I think princesses have more than five grand laying around. I think Kate Middleton's got a little bit more cash <laughs> uh, than that. A little bit more. Okay. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll oh. keep we'll keep nursing this idea. We'll get there. We'll we'll call the coffee company and let her know our thoughts. Uh, one other thing, and then I got to take a break on WJBC. You got basketball coming up in just a little bit, so I'm out of here at five. Um, there is a new study that says the age at which we finally figure out the meaning of life. Apparently, we do this. The age where you get most curious, where you start to search for a sense of meaning is typically in your early 20s. Neil Doyle is 23 years old. I ask you, Neil, are you in search for your meaning? Um, The meaning of life, your reason for existing. Are you I curious? Mean, I, I guess a little bit, yeah. More so than before, you think? Mm, yeah, I would have to agree. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'd like some listeners to call in because I imagine we might have some in the audience, including my mother, who falls into the category. Apparently, you discover, you finally land on that that search for meaning, you, you figure it out at age 60. Mm. Exactly at age 60, the stir- survey is saying that you become less interested in discovering a meaning of life because maybe at that point you're pretty aware of what yours is or what the, the whole thing is. So please call me, 829-2345, if you are 60 years old exactly and also pretty sure 
You know what the meaning of life is? Neil needs to know. He's a young 20-year-old, so he just started worrying about it. I'm in my mid-30s, so I've been curious for years now, according to this study. They're all true, right? Every single study I mentioned, 100% verified, absolutely accurate. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean... I tried to trap the news guy. I tried to trap him in one. Are they all accurate? Uh, I plead the fifth. You can plead the fifth on the show. You want to do that sometimes? Sure. Okay. I'll give you that authority. You just got to do it um, Chappelle show style. <laughs> you got to plead the fizzip, and then I'll let you out of it. Let me hear it, Neil. The fizzip? <laughs> would Nope. You didn't. You, you got to commit to it, bud. I'm not taking a break until you fizzip this show. I plead the fizzip. Okay. There it is. Close enough. Nah, it was, that was half-hearted. That's the Beach Boys. They're singing We Three Kings of Orient Are. They are really slowing that song down, by the way. Uh, Blake Haas is in studio because you're going to go ahead and take over in a few minutes for a basketball game. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, I'm excited. The Flames of UIC are in town. Ooh, look at that. Uh, I just realized, though, that as I asked Neil, who's a young 20-year-old, that this study would also apply to you. It says that people in their early 20s start to really wonder about the meaning of life. Oh, boy. Is that something that would be true for you as well? What do you mean by meaning of life? You know, the study doesn't really define it. They say maybe your own search for meaning in your life or just the general reason that we're all around. What did Neil say? Uh, Neil didn't give a reason, but Neil said that he's getting more and more right. Uh, You can talk for yourself, Neil. Yeah. No, I mean, just kind of... More and more curious. Figuring out what, you know, what's going on. Yeah, what's going on? He's, what's going to happen to me? I don't you He's know. been sent here to report the news to oh, Bloomington yeah. Normal. That's That's been his job right. in this world. Well, yeah. You seem to take it less seriously than Neil did. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Blake. Ouch. No, I know. I'm kidding. I was oh, joking. Let me pull a knife out of my yeah, back. I know. I stabbed it right deep right. in there. Yeah, yesterday I made fun of you, and now you're making fun of me. Well, you do. Right. Yeah. But... Mark Strauss and I were just talking about this. The purpose of life is to make money and be happy. Well, how old is Mark? Do we know? Has uh, he publicly I'm not gonna, admitted? I'm not going to say his age on the okay. radio. Yeah. If he's around 60 years old, which I don't know it either, right. he would know the meaning of life. Right. This study, actually, the number one reason this is out right now is to defeat the OK Boomer once and for all. <laughs> Apparently, if you don't know it and someone who's 60-year-old right. does, the OK Boomer argument is dead. Really? 100% dead. Yeah, well, according to this study. This? Yeah, who studied this? Uh, it looks like, uh, no, some, I can't figure it out, but I, I'm guessing maybe a retirement <laughs> home. Some grad school kid. Right, yeah, that makes sense. All right, got to take another break. we got another set of commercials, and then we got basketball coming up in just a few minutes.